T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, Spike to WIP afternoon soon. Something you also said on Friday about the MB situation. We'll get to that shortly. Let's also remind you, of course, big game up ahead on Sunday. Big game coverage on 94 WIP presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Solostove.com. 215-592-9494. Yes, you can, in fact, win. Green Day tickets today on our show. You got to give us who or what is versatile. A lot of big answers are out there. Best answer by the end of the show, person's going to win the Green Day tickets. I would say Ben Franklin was versatile. But, hey, that's just me. I don't want to take a winning answer, but I'm just – that's the kind of answer I'm looking for. Part mm. scientist, uh-huh. part inventor, part philosopher, part statesman. I mean, he was parts of a lot of things. Dr. Ben. Dr. Ben, indeed. That's an example of versatile. Give me someone else or something else. Versatile. By the end of the show, whoever provides the best answer – is going to indeed win the Green Day tickets. Let's go to the phones. Let's get to Joe right now. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well, Joe. So, uh, yes, going back, uh, I was asked what I'm going to talk about, Eagles, and i got to tell you, I've moved on from the Eagles. After watching Hurt uh, in the skills throwing competition, all I just kept thinking about was the wild thing, Mitch Williams. So uh, I'm ready for baseball. Why? Was he was he inaccurate? Uh, I'll tell you what, Hurt's just – it was hurting watching him. Uh, I was not impressed uh, during that sequence that he was out there. You're talking about the where he was trying to hit the targets, like like the, I thought it was pretty amazing. Well, the, did he the win? Arm strength? Did he no, win? No, he didn't win. Came no. in second to last. Second to yeah. last? Yes. Tua was the only quarterback who had a worse. Score. And how many guys were in it? Like six, it's like or- six or seven. Dan Orlovsky beat everyone for what it's worth. So, okay, like I, came in in his you know khakis and. Yeah, you have to understand. I mean, they they weren't out there uh, lighting the world on fire, but I I loved the confidence that he showed trying to throw and hit some of those targets. Other guys, other guys didn't have the guts to even try. I can't believe you. I can't believe you watched it, Joe. I can't believe you watched it. The frickin' Pro guys. Bowl games? It's our guys. I thought it was fascinating watching him interact with guys from other teams. I thought it was amazing yeah. watching our quarterback throw a touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb and watching how good CeeDee Lamb really is. Like, when you are He's that excellent yeah. compared to the excellent players around this league, sure. that's a whole new level of All respect. Right. Joe, what do you got on the fills, my man? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm very concerned, though, about um, the pitching. I haven't heard anything other than Nola. So well, hold on a second. We well, you, you might not have heard much about Zach Wheeler, but you know he's on the team, right? Oh, absolutely. All right, I, so, listen, you, oh, so here's, what, here, here's what you got. You got Wheeler, you got Nola, you got Ranger, you got Taiwan, you got Sanchez. Now, that doesn't address the bullpen, but that's your starting staff. You're not concerned about that, right? Taiwan's the only one. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm concerned about Taiwan also, but on the whole – but the bullpen is the biggest question mark. That's here. right. The, the bullpen is. We saw how is. we imploded. We saw how we imploded. Well, yeah, I, you're, you're right about that. I mean, Joe, they obviously got some good arms out in the bullpen. They need more. And I will agree with you on that. But I won't say it's a, you know, tremendous weakness or anything. No, I'm not saying it's the weakness, but it's our Achilles. And uh, uh, Yeah, it might be. might be their current and, Achilles. That's fair. And, and back to Embiid, though. Yeah. Um, John, I agree with you. I hope they're more conservative. I just don't want to see another Jeff Ruland come down the road to us. Well, no doubt. Joe, give me a big-time answer. Who or what is versatile? 
Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis is an actor. He has done a lot of stuff through the years, different type of stuff, no question. Um, Spike Eskin versatile. He can be a program director. He can be a, a, a talk show host. He can have a podcast. He can he can be in rock radio as he used to be. Uh, but Spike's certainly one of the one of the real experts and perspective givers on the Sixers. That's fascinating. Always fascinating when you hear Spike talk about the Sixers. He had a point on Friday. I was driving home, John, from the Borgata, and listening to Spike with Gilio, and he made a point. You know, we we still don't know, and perhaps we'll never know. Did Joel playing through the injury against the initial injury? Did Joel playing through the initial injury against Golden State make this current injury worse because the way that the guy fell on his leg was it already compromised to begin with in a way that made this injury worse? I don't know the answer to that. I do know, I do know, big guy falling on his leg is what definitively injured Joel's leg. But did him playing initially? add to it maybe maybe not here's what spike said on friday looking back to the decision from i think it was the prior weekend when joel played against golden state and as always spike cutting right to the chase here's what he said i don't want to hear that it's not fair that he can't win the nba he can't win the mvp if he didn't play 65 games and that's why he played on an injured knee the same reason i don't want to hear that it's the fans fault for crying about him not playing i don't want to hear that it's the media's fault for doing it they are adults. It is a billion-dollar franchise. It is a player who will make $500 million in his career. Everyone is a grown-up. He's 30 years old now. He's 29 years old. He's in his prime. Everyone can make adult decisions about their careers. We all make decisions about you know, finances, short-term and long-term, and all those things. Every human has to make these decisions. They have to, too. John, given what we saw in the Golden State game before he got hurt, do you think Joel played – through an injury for the yeah. wrong for the wrong reason. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly what we saw, and it's a shame. And now he'll be out for a while, but I am convinced he will be back fully healthy this season. I am convinced that now that he's having this procedure, once they get the swelling out of that thing, and they'll take their time with it, but he can be fully good to go, fully healed in, you know, three weeks, a month's time. Joel, Boy, ready I ho- to I go. Ho- I hope you're right. You believe like he's on the shelf or well, something. Well, I just like, – I just They fixed it. My they, ins- they chose to fix it. Rather than mess around and wait around and try to rehab, they chose the definitive path. And this might actually shave – literally, no pun intended, what we're talking about yeah. is shaving a piece of the meniscus off. This might shave some time off of his long-term like ability to play basketball. You're taking away some of the cushioning from Joel, and he's willing to do that, sacrifice for the team because he believes this season is worth playing for. Well, look, we'll present today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. What's the Armin difference? It's simple. It's their people. Well-trained, friendly, and caring. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. So to that point, John was just alluding to about – Embiid when he comes back, and that's if he comes back for the postseason. And it sounds like he probably will, but we don't know it for sure. Today's question, do you expect Joel to be fully healthy and able to play at his best in this year's playoffs? Yes or no? You can, of course, as always, vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. You also can weigh in on the phone lines at 215-592-9494. Very clearly, John, your answer to that is yes, you do expect him to be fully healthy and at his best. I don't, and I don't in parts just because I've seen six or seven years of this. I mean, I, I've seen enough to say if I'm a betting man on this issue, which which do I think is more likely? I think it's more likely that he's not at his best. I mean, just as a po- case in point, he was averaging 35 points a game this year in the NBA. Do I expect him to average 35 points a game in the postseason? And by the way, great players, typically their average goes up in the postseason, goes up, because the best players actually take more shots in the postseason. More is expected. Playing time is increased for the best players. I mean, God, I would take 30 points a game from Embiid in the postseason. I don't expect that. I mean, Celtic, you'd have to look it up, but the drop of his regular season total to playoff totals on an annual basis is one of the more stunning things that we've seen in recent years in Philadelphia sports. I mean, he goes down frequently. Look, we'll get to that up ahead. We'll rock all your calls on all these topics. Also, something there was a caller that said, I haven't heard much about 
the Phillies pitching staff. We'll tell you something about the Phillies pitching staff related to Zach. We- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Show to Cameron John Ritchie on this uh, Monday morning, 94 WIP. So, you know, not exactly the greatest weekend of sports, obviously. And one thing that made it even more irritating than it otherwise would have been, because it was mostly a nothing. There was, like, nothing going on. But we get the MB news. There's some Pro Bowl stuff if you're inclined to watch that. But here's something that was really bothersome. <laughs> uh, I'll put it in the irritating category. Doc Rivers. Your coach of the NBA's Eastern Conference NBA All Stars. I mean, what? You know how many games he's won? Well, I don't know uh, how many he's prior won. to being, you know, elevated to yeah. the All Star team coach. He's won one. Yeah, it's game. just it. <laughs> this guy just lucks his way, backs his way. It's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, Doc's the. Co- I mean, even though he just got the the job with the Bucks, he's the coach. The whole thing is a is a joke. Let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Ken and Cinnamonson right now. Hi, Ken. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing well, Ken. Joe, don't ever let anybody give you grief about playing Risk. It is a, uh, it's a tremendous game. It is. And, and, and I would be down for taking Risk any time you pull one together. That'd be fun, man. We, we get a, a, a WIP listener game of Risk. Risk can be a fun game, but it can also be sort of lame that Joe's getting together with, you know, <laughs> other so, adults. John, you're conflating the lameness of Joe with Risk. Okay, so. <laughs> That's true. The mere fact that Joe is playing Risk doesn't mean that the game of Risk is lame. Um, so, like you know, let's, let's, let's make sure that we're, we're clear about things. No risk is risk is great. You know, and, and it, it takes a certain kind of person to, uh, to appreciate risk. Joe. You so that's why, that's why people like you and people like me who aren't similar in any other way, appreciate the game. of there risk. There you go. So, um, it, when I, I heard the earlier caller, uh, the one was actually older than me. So I, I, Jim, James and I were laughing about the fact that you guys had a caller that's actually older than me. Um, the next step is fossilized, I guess. But um, the, the blind defense of Jalen Hurts by some people in this city is really, I mean, in every practical way, is starting to sound like the blind defense that we heard during the whole Carson Wentz thing for that three-year period when you had a bunch of people that were seeing things saying, look, this isn't the same guy. He's not playing at the same level. Yeah. And yet other people that called and said, well, and the exact same things. The offensive line doesn't protect them. Uh, the, the, the receivers can't get open. I mean, literally the exact same things. The offensive line did not play as well this year as they played last year. I mean, part of that is the fact that you've got a guy playing right guard who, who never played right guard before in the NFL to replace Isaac Sayamalu. I thought he actually played pretty well. Uh, but Jalen Hurts did 
did have the longest time to throw the football in the NFL. No quarterback took longer to throw the football on average than Jalen Hurts. Oh, no, Ken, there, there were some. I remember toward the end of the season, uh, there, he was like 42 out of 45. Uh, like so, so of the starters, like all the starters took less time than Jalen. Like, he took more time than even yeah. some of the backups. Ken, the only thing I will say in his defense in that regard, some of that is because he had the wheels to get away more than other quarterbacks had the wheels to get away. So that's part of why it took him longer to throw the ball. Well, yeah, but that also makes it hard to play offensive line when you've got totally. to hold up that long and you don't know which direction your quarterback's going to bail that's when right. he bails. I, and, and yeah, it, it's it makes it impossible to play offensive yeah. line when you and, just don't know, and that's part of the frustration that you saw. I thought it was interesting. Again, in the Pro Bowl games, Jalen turned it over on downs because he held the ball too long. They had a count. Hmm. If it got to four seconds and you're a quarterback and you're still holding it, wow. basically you, you get sacked. He turned it over that way wow. on fourth down in this game. Now other quarterbacks also turned it over that way. And they didn't automatically have this clock in their head. I didn't expect them to. So that took an adjustment from Jalen. But uh, that, yeah, that was a problem. Hey, Ken, give me a great answer for who or what is versatile. Uh, I'm going to go with pork. You can do an awful lot with pork. And what did Richie, Ken, you're going to get this. What did Richie Ashburn say a million times in commercials about pork during Philly's broadcasts? Uh, It's the... It's the other white meat. That's exactly right. Well done, Ken. James, you remember that? It's don't the- rem- I remember that that phrase? Obviously, I think for he pork. said it. Right? I don't remember Richie said. I mean, I'm, he might have. I just don't remember. I it. mean, I know that that commercial aired a million times during Phillies games for all those years, eighties and nineties, and but I think he, I think he was an endorser of it. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think he was. I'm pretty sure he was an endorser on it. All right, um, we'll get to some Hertz related stuff coming up in a little bit here because because Ray Diddy said some stuff to us last week about Hertz and his level of concern. Um, James, you were looking up the Embiid annual thing. By the way, if you're just waking up to the news, Joel is going to have surgery this uh, week. That was announced yesterday. 76ers uh, announced yesterday Joel Embiid will have a corrective procedure this week to address an injury to the lateral meniscus in his left knee. An update will be provided following the procedure. So, James, you were looking up the the annual sort of um, Joel regular season stats versus Joel postseason stats. My recollection is he goes down pretty hardcore come postseason time, which is part of why I don't expect him to be at his best this postseason if he even plays in it. James, what do the numbers actually bear out? Yeah, the numbers definitely bear out, particularly the last couple years. We'll, we'll go, uh, you know, from from the oldest to newest, okay. but but it's gotten worse. 17-18 uh, his first year in the playoffs during the regular se- season average, 22.9. Just call, just call that to 2018 playoffs. 2018 playoffs, uh, 22.9 and 48.3 shooting during the season. Uh, in the uh, postseason, 21.4, so a drop of about a point and a half, yeah. 43.5, so about, you know, five percentage points okay. on the shooting. Uh, 19 playoffs, 27 and a half during the regular season, uh, 48% shooting in the playoffs, 20.2 points, so down seven points That's per game. That's a huge drop. Massive. Uh, and That's, the also, Toron- That's the Toronto year. Yep, and also down 6% shooting from 48 to 42, essentially. Okay. Uh, 19, or excuse me, 20 playoffs. So this is the year they lost in the first round of the Celtics. Right, yeah, so ahead. this is actually only one round, but this is actually the one year where it goes up. Uh, average 23 points, again, kind of, you know, the bubble, the yep. whole thing. Uh, 23 points during the regular season, 30 in those four playoff yep. games. Uh, and the shooting went up as well. Uh, shooting went down from 47% to 45%. Now, let me be clear. That was without Ben in the postseason, so he had to certainly try to do more because you didn't even have – your second best player available for the postseason. All right, so let's get to the Hawks here. All right, so this is the year actually it's the most equal okay. from the regular season of the playoffs. He had a 28 and a half uh, points per game during the regular season and 21, 28.1 in the playoffs, so so barely a drop there. And then uh, shooting 51% down to 50%. Yeah, so he did his, so, yeah, so not yeah. massive. Now yep. these next two years are where it really gets bad. All right, so this is the heat year. This is the heat year. Okay. During the regular season, he averaged 30.6 points per game and shot 49.9, so essentially 50% from the field. Yep. 
Uh, in the playoffs, he goes from 30.6 points per game to 23.6 yeah. points per game in the playoffs. That's not good. And the shooting just dropped a percent, so the shooting yeah. wasn't as bad. And then last year, just a massive, massive drop, the biggest yet. Uh, 33.1 points per game during the regular season, dropped to 23.5 yeah. in the place in the playoffs, and went from 54.8% shooting to 43%. Massive so, drop. So, John, this is all why I say, and thank you for looking that up, James, why I— like even if he comes back, I don't expect him to be at his best. I don't expect. I mean, I just don't. I expect him to be much better than that. Nick Nurse was not part of this equation all those years. Nick Nurse is a better coach, a better strategist than what we've had around here. I think the problem we've seen it, we've identified it year after year in the postseason. The half court is. What matters? Well, what's going to make him better at that? They're going to start Nick dump- Nurse. Uh, Nick Nurse is a better coach. He's got a better plan, too. Uh, Just like our football team is going to have a better plan to deal with the blitz, Nick Nurse is going to have a better plan to deal with postseason half-court Is he going to be in shape? Yes. No. After being out for be t- t- two months, yes. he's going to come back just magically in shape? No, he's going to put the work in because they know that's what their season rides on, him staying but in he's shape not the while last rehabbing. Six, but he's known that the last six years. He's, he's never, never once better. been able to make it through the playoffs and not be huffing and puffing and, and all that. let's give him credit for getting better at, at doing what that is. Well, I don't like, know that he has. Getting Im- Come on, man. No, I, what do you mean, he's, come on? He's a year older. He's a year uh, wiser. A year older, year wiser. Yeah, I expect here we go. he's been around the block a few more times <laughs> this year than he was last year. He's got a few more tricks to the trade. It, it matters to him. Look, we I, know that. I'm just The fact bummed. that he's getting this surgery proves how much it matters to no, him. No, it proves he's really injured is what it proves. Okay, proves he's really too. He's really got a real injury. Probably one of the most serious he's had and in you know, his whole thing. And, you know, he's sacrificing. He's potentially sacrificing by getting this surgery, by to, to prioritize being able to play this year, it's you know potentially going to take some well, of the cushion maybe. out of that knee. But there's all, I, I hear you, John. But there's perpetuity. There's also something to be said for they feel like upon examination, there's no choice but to get the surgery. I mean, like, okay, you that's know, possible when too. it got and that's what it felt like, especially when you saw a lot of like before they announced it, a lot of the you know doctors on Twitter and all that kept saying, "Oh, if it's a, a flap, like right. he's getting surgery, like he has to." And by the basically way, what everyone said. And by the way, without him for the next whatever it's going to be month or two, let's not assume that they just stay where they are in the standings, guys. First of all, if they're fifth, so they're not like third where they were for most of the year, third in the standings. Right they now, they're in fifth. the playing, man, hundred uh, percent. Because guys, let me give you some some bare just raw facts. 14 games without Joel this year. 14 games without him. 4 and 10. Whoa. Okay? 34 games with him. 26 and 8. <laughs> That's pretty big. So, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because you might see the Sixers versus the Bucks or the Sixers versus the Celtics in the first round if they drop down to 7 or 8. Let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Talk to Andrew in Havertown. Hi, Andrew. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I mean, I'm okay. I had a fine weekend, but it's, you know, I wake up to kind of a mess in certain fronts of Philly sports, but I'm otherwise okay. Yeah, the MD news is kind of shocking. And I, and I feel that, you know, we always expect that there's going to be the year that, you know, MB finally stays healthy and that, you know, maybe he'll kind of adapt to his body and that maybe, you know, we'll understand that possibly if he just played, you know, a certain amount of games, but a certain amount of, you know, um, limitations to himself that maybe he would, you know, make it through a full season. But um, I'm not in the camp of, you know, um, just nailing it home and, you know, not actually, you know, taking a shot at possibly, you know, competing in the postseason. I realize you have to uh, have MD kind of rest through the injury, through the surgery, and um, it's just frustrating now that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in a month and a half. And the Sixers, you know, if they're lucky, you could possibly stay between the four and five seed, but. I mean, they're not playing cupcakes. I mean, they play Boston again. They're still going to have to play the Nuggets, I think, again, too. Um, so they're, gonna, they're, not, they're not playing an easy schedule. And, you know, I think what traded lines is Thursday. So, I mean, hard to imagine there are more thinking, like, well, you know, if I had it indeed now, maybe I could make a move to, you know, sustain, you know, some level of, uh, you know, competitiveness. I just don't, I, I mean, it's just frustrating. I don't want them to mail it in. I also want Embiid to be healthy too, so it's a yeah. frustrating situation. Yep. Um, and on and on the Hurts thing, 
I don't really care about the Pro Bowl games. And you and I spoke last year. You and I were both, like, really excited for the game going into it. I really thought that the Eagles were going to win. And had, you know, the couple of things in, you know, go uh, that obviously went awry with the fumble and the holding at the end. I legitimately thought that this team was going to win the Super Bowl, and they should have. Um, they gave it up at the end there. And I just, yes. You know, it, it's, uh, it's deflating because I want Kelsey back to – I want, you know, the team to be good. But I, I hear it in your voice because you've been a Philly sports fan longer than I have. I've only been on Earth for, you know, 34 years. So, um, I've, I've seen the Phillies lose World Series. I've seen Eagles lose Super Bowl. So, um, it's frustrating. But, I mean, we just had to continue riding that wave. And hopefully, you know, we get a you know, magical moment where, like, you have the 2017 Eagles and win the Super Bowl. So, that's my Well, that's the hope. I mean, obviously. I'd Andrew, give me a great answer. You can win Green Day tickets. Who or what is versatile? This dude's played 10 miles. He played um, Dick Cheney. And he played one of the most iconic characters in all films. Um, we go with um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. You got it. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of him most, John, the, the Dark Knight? Yeah. Probably his main role, right? Yeah, I think so. And I also, for some reason, I think of that still shot from The Machinist. I, I don't know if you, you've seen. I don't know that. Oh, my gosh. No. The weight that he lost uh, for that role. It was just disturbing, the way that wow. he looked. Wow. Um, I mean, I want to say he got down to like 120 pounds. Well, that's just that's, really, really crazy. That's looking. very, very light. All right, so you know, some talk here on on Hertz today. Let's let's get to some audio from last week because, you know, we don't get a chance to talk to Ray as often as we used to. You know, when, when he was on every week with us, and we loved having him on every week. And uh, Ray, obviously, in the in the semi retirement category, and um, but we talked to him last week, and, you know, it's the first time we had talked to him since the season ended, and it was a hey, where are you on on Hertz front? And I specifically asked him if he – and let's remember this about Ray as it relates to Carson, who's, you know, come into this conversation a few times. Um, Ray was a, a massive defender of Carson for a while when other people started drifting out. And then, of course, Ray, you know, admitted what everyone else admitted, which is like, yeah, this, this really got bad. Um, so it's like, okay, where are you, Ray, after one down year of Jalen? Where are you and what's your – you know, are you concerned about him was the basic question. Listen to this, uh, this exchange with the D. Am I concerned about him? Uh, I'd be lying if I said no. I mean, the the easy thing and what everybody wants you to say is, oh, no, no, nah, come on, he'll be fine, he'll be fine, he, don't worry. Um, not so sure. Uh, I, I would go back and look at it. Uh, I, I think a lot of things went wrong with this offense this year. Uh, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it was coaching. I think a lot of it was design. I think a lot of it was play calling. I think a lot of that was faulty. Um, I think the players didn't have a whole lot of confidence in what they were being asked to do. I think that was reflected in the way that they played. Um, you know, you saw you saw Hertz. The term regress regression. Yeah. It it's it's not inaccurate. I mean, he did. I mean, in terms of his mechanics, as much improvement as he made last year, he took that many steps back this year. Uh, to the end, I mean, holding the ball way too much. Um, Throwing the ball into spots that he, he's, he's got to know better. Yeah, no question on that with Ray the other day. By the way, he continued on with, with even more. If you want to put his where he is right now in a nutshell, I mean, it's, it's the sack in the end zone in Tampa. I mean, that's, that's, you know, we were sort of building up to that moment, and then it happened that night. That's how far he's fallen right now. Last year, he doesn't even make that. Last year, he doesn't make that play. Why is he making it now? So remind you, Carson? Different different uh i i thought that the, a lot of when i went back and watched the film of games over and over again there were this is where it's similar to carson there were things that i saw in the film and i'd say why doesn't he see that it's right why doesn't he see that i mean i did that with carson all the time i mean plays would unfold exactly right i mean Timing was right. The receiver's right. The look is right there. It's his defense you expected. Everything's right there. And Carson's still holding the ball. He couldn't cut it loose. What is he looking at? What's the problem? There were similar, similar things with that with Hertz this year. Not to the same extent. Um, because, frankly, I think the plays that are being called weren't as good. I mean, a lot of the looks weren't there. But sometimes when they were there, he didn't see it. That was the ditty the other day with us. It's um, you know concerning to see Jalen take a step back. Hopefully, he can rebound. Time will tell. I mean, I will say this, Jen. That's why you know I know you were excited based on what you saw with him throwing the ball in the Pro Bowl games. Like it, it means nothing to me because I know he can throw the ball well. I I believe it. I've seen it 
many, many times. My concern with, with Jalen is reading defenses and pocket presence to not abandon the pocket, step up in the pocket, feel the pressure, and not panic. And that that's where, to me, a pro All bowl. All very coachable. All, well, it, this is the kind of thing that the, the coaches harp on week after week with the quarterback. This is what you hear as a, as a running back. But don't this you is think what that, they tell the Don't guy. you think the last group did? I mean, Brian Johnson did they not did a tell him job. To do it. No, well, I don't I, think they maybe did. Maybe he did a poor job. I think they job. did a horrendous job at reminding Jalen of all the little things. I don't even know that they had the little things in that offense. You think Brian Johnson told him, escape the pocket needlessly? No. Yeah, of course not. But, Joe, I don't think he had a, okay, look, it, we know it's coming. It's a slap blitz. He's yeah. backed up. I don't think well, I he knew that. automatically, okay, that's going to become a flat, yeah. and you're going to throw it. I, that was not the logical progression of things for some reason. Like, they excluded the logical and just yeah. Jalen was running around trying to buy time. That became our offense. It did. Whether that's his fault, whether that's Brian Johnson's fault or Nick Sirianni's fault, like, none of that matters at this point. Like, we're never going to know the truth. It was a mess for whatever reason. Now you're right about that. And, and it has to be completely different this year. It has to look conventional to some degree, like more conventional than it did last year because it's just what works against the Blitz. Well, look, we'll take your reaction on, on all this. We, we sort of just stumbled there in a, a, a Jalen thing here. Um, but your, your thoughts on that at 215-592-9494. But really where we, we started the show, which was two completely different topics. The first, your reaction to the latest uh, Embiid news, which obviously is that he's going to have surgery, as announced by the 76ers uh, last night. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting, and this is from his article on ESPN.com, that the, quote, door isn't closed on a return this season. So that's good. Um, John's got pretty high expectations that Joel can be back and be totally right for the postseason. I'd say James and I are much less so on that, you know, thought process. I mean, I'll say this. The Wojnarowski article indicating the door isn't closed doesn't exactly make me feel great. I mean, if it was as simple, John, as you have presented it at times and it'd be like, well, of course the door's not closed. I mean, like I, I you know, I, I have low expectations for MB. Why? Able- the, the article is saying this still has a great chance. Like this Sixers team has a great chance to build for this year. But the article like doesn't to- say expect you well to be back in at his best in six weeks. Doesn't say that. Okay. Well, doesn't say expect, that at all. Expect Joel can be back and fully healthy. In six weeks. Well, I expect Joel to be back and fully healthy in six weeks. I expect this surgery and rehab to be a success. And I I don't think it's that difficult to achieve success with this surgery and rehabilitation because it's it's been done. It's been done a lot. And I know it's yeah. not always done on the seven foot two guy. Right, right. That makes it tricky. Well, here, I, I have confidence that, that he'll be all right. Look, I hope you're right. Here's what the article does specifically say. Again, this is from Wojnarowski, ESPN.com. It says, uh, I'm reading right from it Embiid is expected to miss an extended period, but a more precise timeline isn't expected until doctors complete the procedure. So we'll see. Obviously, a procedure expected to be done in the next couple of days. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. The other thing we're we're spending a chunk of time here today talking about is just the 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 basic reality that a year ago at this time we were prepared for a Super Bowl with tremendous enthusiasm, anticipation, and frankly expectation. The Eagles were going to win, and now here we are, fifty two weeks later. Not only have the Eagles been out of it for weeks, it's like their hearts have been out of it for two months. And Kansas City and San Francisco are the teams about to play. And I just ask you this very open-ended question. What's your reaction to that? I mean, my reaction to that is uh, I'm really annoyed. My reaction to that is I'm frustrated the Eagles went into disarray. My reaction to it is I don't want to hear about, you know, my team being tired. I mean, that was a, that was a lament in parts of November, but certainly much of December, even some of January. Oh, the team's tired. Well, you know what? San Francisco played till late January last year. Kansas City played till mid-February. I'm just guessing KC partied a little bit more after that game than the Eagles did last year. So I don't want to hear about my team being tired, especially when KC makes it six straight years. I don't want to hear any more about the schedule. I mean, it was a brutal schedule. There's no going back on that. That is a fact. That is a reality. Eagles had a brutal schedule. You know who also faced the first-place schedule? San Francisco. You know who also faced the first-place schedule? Kansas City. They face one every year. 
You get a first-place schedule every year. And you know who comes back every year? Kansas City. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We got a lot more to get to, including what Jim Salisbury said the other day to us about Zach Wheeler. Some interesting stuff. We'll get to that shortly. Eric and Cherry Hill. Good morning, Eric. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, Eric. Um. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about Joel, but uh, sure. with the Jalen thing, um, you know, I kind of agree with John. Like the silver lining is just, you know, for the first time in like two two years, you know, I saw him like. I think I saw him smile more during the Pro Bowl than I have yeah. in two seasons. Like he, he just looks so like, different. He looks so just kind of like, all right, you know, just happy. Yeah, just I'm just gonna have fun and yeah. You know, I don't know if that's gonna translate to next season or you know. He how needs to get back to that. You know that that this team needs to get back to feeling that way because that's that's the only way you put in the requisite amount of work. You gotta love being there, love doing what you're doing, and I, I'm positive they couldn't have loved it last year, the way it looked. You know, Eric. One thing I wonder about is when they were winning, but he consistently talked after the game about how they didn't play to the standard. I mean, we do want athletes to hold each other accountable and hold the team accountable, but was he holding people almost too accountable? Like, were they not enjoying the wins enough? because of how they played in getting the wins and did that in a in a strange way did that drag the team down the offense in particular i don't know but it's something i've thought about yeah he was just so robotic and you know it, but it was nice to he see was. Like, he was yeah. but you saw him I, just like smile and have fun yeah, and that's why it was cool seeing yeah. seeing him around other guys from other teams because he was no longer robotic he was no longer unfeeling he was just a yeah. normal guy yeah, okay. Um just with uh Joel, you know, the only thing I can say is that um you know, every season he he you know, we get to the playoffs, we lose and he gets injured. You know, the only thing that's kind of positive about this is like, all right, now the MVP you know, distraction. Yeah, he won't he won't chase he won't chase people. something. Yeah. Right. Listen, and, Eric, the other thing I've heard, yeah. I the other thing I've heard and I think it's so ridiculous, but I'll say it. Uh-huh. I've heard people say, well, the positive here is you can't get hurt in the next month. Well, yeah, I guess that's true, but it doesn't mean I'm happy he got hurt a couple of days ago and it's going to be out for the next month or two. Yeah. I mean, that's where way- we're at. We're at, I'm, like, that's how sad it is. It's <laughs> well, like, well, at least he's hurt now. James, you know what it reminds me of? I swear to God, when the Eagles lost to Tampa, and I said it that week after they lost, it was like, you know what? At least the Eagles can't lose a game anymore yep. this season. No doubt. You know, put out of our misery. Look, Eric, maybe Joel comes back and is great. My expectation is he comes back mm-hmm. and is less than his normal self. And that's my concern. Eric, give me a great answer yeah. here. I don't think that's a worry, Joe. I mean, I, I, I'm i telling you from my experience as the foot shorter guy yep. than what he is, yep. like they, they are probably going to tell him, hey, Joel, once we get the swelling out of this thing, you're going to feel as good as new. We're going to get 30 points a game in the postseason? I'm not yes. asking for 35, yes. which he's been doing this year. We're going to get 30 points? Yes. I doubt it. Nick I Nurse totally will doubt help it. him in his cause. He's going to be able to Joel play. Joel is better than he was last year at basketball. Is he going to be able to play? worked on his game. Is he going to be able he to play improved. 42 minutes a game? Postseason, 42 minutes. Yes, he will be ready to go. No restrictions. Wow. Yes. I'll Once be shocked. Once the swelling is out of that knee, there will be no limitations. All right, Eric, for Green mm-hmm. Day tickets, who or what is versatile? Yeah, it's probably the most versatile thing we all own, uh, you know, just iPhone or a smartphone in general, you know. Does a lot. Does a lot. The iPhone. I remember uh, a friend of mine saying before I got one, he said, if you get it, it will change your life. It does. I mean, you can you can tackle. 
the phone call, the text message, the tweet, the Facebook. Look up uh, economic Anything stuff like stocks. in the world. What's the weather You like? have the world in your hand. You got the Google machine. Hold on. You you were actually like considering not getting a that phone? could win. Who me? Right? Yeah, like the way you said that. Uh, I was, hey, I was probably your when I was other thinking people. about getting an yeah, iPhone. That's not my surprising. Yeah. Presented yeah, this yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't this new about. contraption. You yeah. need it convinced a little bit. Yeah, I had my flip phone. I was <laughs> comfortable enough. I'm uh, not surprised. That comfortable. comfortable. It's less surprising that you that that happened <laughs> that that you don't still have a flip phone. Is the surprise? Right, James, thing. where do you come down on my plane of risk on Saturday? Hours and hours of risk. <laughs> Winner or loser? Get together with friends. Forty-five. Uh, by the way, I'm a man. Also, I'm a man. I'm forty-five years old. You know, I mean, through the years. I'm a man. I'm forty. Five will always love you. Had not played risk with my buddies in probably over ten years, and I was like, "All right, guys, it's the winner. You know, let's let's play risk together." <laughs> loser. <laughs> that ain't nice, man. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to uh, to JT right now at Bella Kenwood. Hi, JT. What's going on, brother? How y'all feeling? Good morning. Good morning. Doing all right, JT. Hey, listen, John. Uh, come on, man. What's up? With the, I'm tired of all the Doc Rivers bashing on the station, man. Why does everybody just bash Doc Rivers? Can we not give him some credit for the good things he did? Well, I give him some credit. I don't, I don't think he was as bad a coach as people thought, JT. My thing with Doc Rivers is I thought they should have dismissed him after he blasted the fans and would not apologize for it. That, to me, was the, the great sin of Doc Rivers with the Sixers. I don't remember that. And I'm going to see if they can remember Well, I mean, I do. I mean, well, he blasted us on the Ben Simmons thing, only in Philadelphia. And it's like, well, first off, no, not true, Doc. If other talents had gone through the Ben experience for five or six years, they also would be blasting him. And he's basically wagging his finger at us, and he never apologized. And it was an easy apologize. Like, after you get rid of him, you just say, look, I, 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 I was trying to manage a tough guy to manage. I was trying to – he's, he's, he's got a certain something to him, so I had to present it a certain way. Did I go too far? Yeah, I went too far. I am sorry. Like, I'm telling you, I would have been like, all right, Doc, I get it. Because, you know, here's the weird thing, JT. I've heard from a million people that he's like a really good guy. And I was a big Doc Rivers fan in the 80s and 90s when he played in the league. When he was a Hawk, even when he was with the Knicks, he was tough. He was gritty. I mean, he, he wasn't the biggest, but he was a good NBA player. I liked Doc Rivers. I, expect, I respected what he did as coach of the Magic. I respected what he did as coach of the Celtics. But he came in here, and he was just like, he was like NBA arrogant. I don't need that in my face as the head coach and the steward of the franchise. That's nonsense. JT, I thought it, I thought it was uh, to Doc's credit that he says he intends to give his all-star ring to Adrian Griffin, you know, the <laughs> Bucks coach yeah. who actually coached them to this position to where he gets to be the all-star coach. Uh, he was very he, – he deferred to Adrian Griffin. I thought that was classy of him. Uh, we were sort of making light of, of this whole thing. I mean, he's only won one game out of uh, three tries, and you all of a yeah. sudden, here you go. I mean, JT, it's not his fault that he's the all-star coach, but I can say it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, yes. the guy's coached three games, and now he's going to be the coach of the all-star game coming up soon. It's ridiculous. Now, I, I got you, but let me get some points up here. Let me go real sure, quick. Sure. You got to think, Joel Embiid played his most games under Doc Rivers. Joel Embiid, the MVP under Doc Rivers. Yeah. Doc Rivers developed Tyrese Maxey. Doc Rivers, from a personal standpoint, as a father, look what he raised. NBA yeah. son, yeah. A daughter's made an NBA player. I mean, he's a dude that should be respected. I hate all the the, the hate he get. All he drug, had, to, JT. All he had to do is apologize. For me, now some people would have a different standard to say, get my team out of the second round. I never held Doc to that as much as others, because I I just, to me, the Sixers was an incompleteness. Do I think he was a great coach? No. What I needed as a Philadelphian, and as a Sixers fan was an apology for his public presentation of the Ben Simmons thing, and he refused to go there. Refused. And he's got to, and he, JT, he's got to own that. That's That was his choice. Uh, let me ask you a question, Kapil, let me go. How sure. come Popovich don't get blasted like Doc do? Popovich down there just staying off his name alone, ain't winning nothing. He ain't winning the last 10 years there. Well, no, I well, five right. times as many titles as Doc, though. Right. I mean, but, think about that. But, JT, but, but, but Pop, I think Pop, but I think Pop, but, I think Pop has been pretty criticized over the last five years for it's almost like the Belichick thing. Well, we thought you might be the best ever, and now we see you play with less players, less good players, and maybe you're not that good. I mean, you know, I That's mean. That's what I'm saying. I get so it. I don't want to hear about Pop got five rings. Bill Belichick got six, and he got the can because he can produce no more. What have you done for me lately? 
Come on, James. Right, Doc hasn't bro. won a title since 08. Uh, Pop has won, like, what, three, two, three titles since then? So, like, what have you done for me lately? Pop has done more lately. Well, JT, he also was. I'm, Doc was I'm handed stuff. I'm comparing to Bill Belichick. So, why was Bill Belichick fired then? He's won lately. Why He's 71 he years old. Se- how old was you say? 71, Belichick. 71. That's part of it. I, yeah. JT, oh, give me. Pop was only 41. Yeah, well, no, but look, Pop's probably in his 70s, too. JT, who or what is versatile? You can win the Green Day tickets. The last he stole my iPhone answer, that was that should win. That's the best answer. iPhone's big, yeah. I, I'm going to say a spork, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. All right. Spork's Spork. a good answer. JT, thanks, man. Did he see a lot of sporks lately? Not anymore. Uh, yeah. Wait, what did he say? A spork. Oh, I thought he said sports. <laughs> so he said a, a what? A spork. You, you know, know what, what a spork, spork is, is right? Joe? No idea what a spork is. Oh, come is. on. Wait, you don't know what a spork is. Hold Take on, a guess. Hold on. S-P-O-R-K. Yes. Take a guess. Is this the spoon and fork yeah, combo? Yeah, there you go, okay. buddy. Fine. It's not, that, it's, not, it's not that versatile. You can scoop stuff up or dig in if you have to. One or the other. It does two things. That's it. <laughs> now, yeah, now let, me t- let me tell you who's not that. By the way, Elliot Shore Parks in about five minutes joins us on the Eagles and on the 76ers. Let me tell you who is not versatile, but he doesn't need to be versatile because he is so exceptional at what he does. Uh, last October or November, whatever it was, I said, this guy is the third best player in Philadelphia sports. Now with Hurts going down, meaning not as good, I now have him as the second best player in Philadelphia sports. He's not versatile, but he's outstanding, and that's Zach Wheeler. He is outstanding. Some people thought I was nuts to put him above MB. That's fine. Some people agree with me. That's fine. But with what Zach Wheeler does in the postseason every time he gets a shot, and by the way, what he does in the regular season, I'm very comfortable having him only behind Bryce Harper in Philly sports. I mean, I totally trust the guy. But it is interesting. He is coming up to the final year of his contract, a contract under which he has completely delivered as a Philadelphia athlete. I mean, he really has, unlike very few We've talked about free it. agents that Legitimately have ever come here. one of the great contracts, not just the yes. history of Philadelphia sports. I think it's one of the great contracts in my lifetime in baseball. He has been awesome. But one year to go, we know what happened with Nola last year. One year to go, went through the whole season. They didn't get it done before the season. They didn't get it done during the season. You play with some fire when you enter free agency. So, you know, we had Jim Salisbury on the other day. And we were talking to Salisbury about this Zach Wheeler thing. He had a couple of very interesting points. By the way, I also didn't like hearing where Zach Wheeler lives when it's not the regular season. Listen to what uh, Jim Salisbury said the other day. I think he likes it here. I think he likes that he can get on an airplane and be home to Atlanta in an hour and a half. Um, you know, his wife is, uh, they have a growing family, and, and she's from, has roots in New Jersey. And he's had success here. I mean, there are some measurements, some metrics that say he's been the best starting pitcher in baseball since 2020. Um, some of the uh, some of the war measurements. Either way, he's been a top three or four. Yeah. Um, they need to retain him. I think there's a appetite on the Phillies side to get something done before the season, and he seems to me to have that personality that he's probably not. He's made a lot of money. I don't think he's going to look be looking to, to wring every last dollar out of free agency. So, I think he would be agreeable if the money is right now. It's tricky because he's going to pitch at 34 this year and pitch at 35. The first year of the new deal, so um, I don't. I, I would think it's got to be a four-year deal. It's got to be more than Nola at you know Nola's at twenty-four and change. It's got to be above. I would think it's you know I, I don't know. I'm not real good at this stuff, but I would think it's got to be above twenty-five per um, at at least four. You might have to go five to get him off the market. Um, but because of his age, you think he does not touch. Nola's total of 170 million because he's older. Yeah, I mean they spread out Nola. Yeah, he's I think he's what three three or four years older than Nola. So that's a yeah, that's definitely a, a mitigating factor there. That was Jim Salisbury with us the other day, John. There's a lot to react to from that. What we yeah we need to get him moved, uh, yeah, out of Atlanta probably. Philly, I didn't Jersey. like that at all, man. I was surprised. I didn't know he lives in Atlanta. I, I didn't either. I don't want the Braves come pecking at him in no, 12 months. No, 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 no. That would scare let's, the hell out of let's, me. Let's get a foundation established here, home base. Did they not sign Nola? Because they're like, yeah, we're going to actually put our money in a wheeler and come, uh, you know, 12 months later. I'm, I don't know, maybe. I mean, here, here's the deal. Zach Wheeler, to me, is essential to the Phillies. Yes. He's essential. And I don't say that about many athletes. He's essential. So, I mean, I trust the guy in the regular season. I trust the guy in the postseason. 
And I have total faith that they'll get this done. I, I don't I, have total faith. Really? I have some faith, certainly. But, mm. I mean, you know, he is he is now eight months away from being a free agent. And that scares me. Because I, I actually thought Salisbury's numbers were a little low. Now, I, I get the argument he's older than Nola, and so you're not going to typically get as many years. But, man, we've seen some great pitchers get. I mean, what was the one, James, uh, and it didn't work, but two years and $86 million. Which Mets pitcher got that? Uh, either Verlander. I think it was Verlander. Think it was Scherzer Verlander. and Verlander got similar type deals. I think that was Verlander, the 286. And the one guy was in his 40s. Yeah, Verlander was 40, I think, when he signed that. I mean, could I see a, a scenario where Wheeler, after this year, even though he's going to be in his mid-30s, gets – Six years, 160? I could see that. I don't think that's crazy. I, I mean, you're going to get diminishing returns. We all know that. But, I, I look, obviously, if it's like four years, 100 million, sign us all up for yeah, Zach Wheeler. I think that's way too low. Right, James? Yeah, I think if it's a four-year deal, it's like 140 or something like that, 130, something like that. I think, yeah. you, ha- I think you have to overpay for the years you get because he's not going to get as many. I, I'll say this. Of everything going on in Philly sports, I think this is one of the more underrated issues and under-discussed topics. I mean, Zach Wheeler is essential to the Phillies, and he is getting to the last – I mean, he's in now the last year of his deal. So keep your eye on that. We'll see where it goes. But they'll pay him. I, I, well, they'll try to pay him, but yeah. we don't know We don't know that the Yankees won't he sign him. We don't like know that a, the Braves won't sign him. Well, the question is, like can they get it done before guy. he hits the market? That's the real key. So, Gene, well, but, that's what I'm getting at. But that's what Jim right. Salisbury yeah. told us their plan is. Like, well, that was their plan with Aaron Nola, but okay. they didn't want to meet the price. But I I believe the plan's a little more strong and intact with Zach Wheeler than Aaron Nola. Like, J- I am certain. James, this, Nola, this uh, Atlanta thing. So that's his all-season home? Yeah, I knew that already, so that yeah, wasn't shocking. I, yeah, to I don't me. like that. Yeah, I mean, look, Nola's like wife that. is from Georgia. It's all right, you know. No, it's not all right. Well, I, she's from might, Georgia. I thought they go... just said she has roots in yeah. Jersey. No, 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 no. Uh, well, Wheeler, I, or well, Trey Turner's wife is from Jersey. No, what 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 Salisbury said is the wife has roots in Jersey. Yeah, the wife does. He's from Georgia, though. Oh, this is not good, man. Zach Wheeler, a brave in 2025. I hope not. All I don't right. think so. I, I am with Rich. Look, I'm not as, as sure as Richie, but if I had to bet, I would bet they signed Zach Wheeler before he becomes a free agent. Okay, we'll see. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.